podcast time. Welcome to Max Wrestling episode 338. It's Thursday and you know what that means. This is your captain speaking at my side, metaphorically, is the podcast machine Mike Larkin and El Jefe Moses Marquez. We are one week away from the second annual promo bowl and as the teaser showed you last night, it's Mike Drop Thursday. Hold on, I got something to say to start off this Mike Drop Thursday, Dazzarino. Kick us off. NXT, I love you! Asshole. It's all bad. Asshole. Asshole. That was a friggin' mic drop itself. Uh, there's a whole bunch of announcements coming your way this week, including the remaining matches in the tournament. But first, we're going to kick things off right there then with NXT. Uh, so if you haven't already, click that subscribe button. If you're watching on YouTube, and if you're not, if you're, watch, if you're listening on SoundCloud, click the subscribe button. I believe it's orange on SoundCloud. Either way. Go to youtube.com slash maxwrestling and soundcloud.com slash maxwrestling. So, yes, uh, NXT, he did. Uh, oh, it, it, it's dead product. Yeah. <laughs> we, we may have uh, just seen the final episode of NXT uh, under the Triple H regime. Uh, so, basically, the last good episode of NXT. Reminds me of 11 years ago when Vince McMahon came on the screen and he denounced ECW and introduced mm. NXT. And when Ezekiel Jackson beat Christian for the ECW World Heavyweight Championship and then NXT was put in its place, started as the whole game show. And then now 11 years later, Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are running it. I mean, I was telling you before we got on air, I don't know if you guys checked it out, read the transcript or what have you. Ariel Hawani interviewed Nick Khan and good interview. A lot of business points, and he actually knew what to say. You could tell he's someone that is very smart individually. But there are some stuff that he said where I was just like, what? Because this has to do pertaining to this. He did mention that they were going to be doing some changes. He didn't say that it was going to be Vince and Bruce just putting it down into the ground. But he didn't say there were changes coming. This is also the same guy that said, hey, we don't live in the past when Bill Goldberg just wrestled for the (laughs) WWE Championship at SummerSlam. But okay. All right. And then he started talking about, you know, when the talent left us. I'm like, when the talent left you, you fired them during the middle of a pandemic, you fucking assholes. But, hey, that's just business standpoints right there. But, hey, like I said, he said some questionable shit in one of those things with NXT. But we had no idea Vince and Bruce were putting it down into the ground. Uh, Nick Khan is like a literal human staff infection. Mm-hmm. I can see, I can see why Vince McMahon likes, likes him. Because oh, yeah. He knows- because he's a yes man. Mm-hmm. Did you know he, he actually worked WrestleMania 9 as an usher? So he's been around there for a while, WrestleMania 9 as an usher. And he went into that in the interview. He used to be Ariel Hawani's agent. Well, we don't live in the past, but I've actually appeared at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he went in that interview, so, man. Isn't it ironic, then, that he's appeared at the worst fucking WrestleMania? That's the point. <laughs> that was the point I was making, because it's like, oh... Oh, that dude. But yeah, no. Yeah, so Tuesday Night Velocity. It's pretty much what you we're going to You may as well call it Velocity because it's going to suck ass. Apparently they're going back to the original format of NXT. Like you just mentioned, so we're going to get stupid obstacle courses and games. At, at this rate, you may as well get John Cena to host it. Right? It's yeah, just... that, that works. 
the thing too is, man, it's like it reminds me of like they just want to go back to like old school developmental. You know, we just want our big guys. We don't want to focus on the independent stars anymore. So again, it goes back to the Nick Khan interview where it's like, you know what? Well, you know, we're not going to focus on the indie stars, but bring them up because you know they, we put them on the main shows and derp derp. I'm like, but you also killed them on the main shows. But all right, let's not <laughs> let's leave that out. But no, it, it's yeah, it's just they want to go back to the old developmental like OVW and Deep South Wrestling was in Madonna, Georgia in 2005, 2006 six where Lashley came through and punk and all these big guys. So, I mean, yeah, it's going to, it's going, we're going back to the days of 05 and 06. Yeah. In all honesty, NXT has been kind of dying a slow death ever since it went to USA network. It hasn't been the same, but even what we've seen in the last two years has got to be better than what we're going to get. Yes. It, it just makes no business sense. It's like you've got, Three horses, two of them are sick, so you shoot the healthy one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> shot the healthy one. That's what they did. I'm going to kill my own creation. Well, it's not your creation. It's Triple H's creation, but still. You inject yeah. an NXT with a lethal dose of poison. So now the only thing watchable now is NXT UK. So people, if you don't want to watch yeah. the dead version, just watch NXT UK. Sean and Triple H, just stay over there. Just, just stay over there. Drop the UK. That's NXT now. <laughs> Right? There you go. <laughs> I mean, you've got a Russian as a champion anyway. You may as well just call it NXT. Yeah, the czar, man, the czar. Oh, that, that was great. I love how he sold. I mean, he probably wasn't selling. He probably was legit bust up, but uh, Dragunov's appearance was great. Still trying to do his entrance even though he was hurting like hell. Ah, That was the best match of the weekend. That was the best match of the weekend. Oh, it was always going to be. Um, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll admit that. Best match of the weekend. Gave it over five stars, personally. Yeah, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm still struggling now to think how NXT is going to end up. Because we've still got things going on. We've still got storylines going on. We've still got the way stuff going on with Dexter Loomis. We've still got... Well, we've got a new stable, really, with Pete Dunne and all the Brit guys. I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So are they literally just going to drop all that or what? I hope not. I are they called all the Brit guys? Because that's awesome. Yeah, send them back to the UK, please. Back to NXT UK, guys. <laughs> Sean, that's their own savior now, not even Paul. Sean, can we go back to the UK, please? Sean? So I can call up Sean Michaels? <laughs> that's the new thing. Excuse not me, even... Mr. Hickenbottom. Thank you. <laughs> can we please go to London? <laughs> Sean? Sexy boy? Hello? Man, Sean Michaels is looking at this new NXT logo like, my eyes are fucked up and even I can tell this sucks. Yeah. That logo is the drizzling shits. Somebody pointed in pop culture, it made me laugh. It's like that suit that Will Smith wore in the Get Jiggy With It video. <laughs> That's what it was. And I popped hard for that because that is, it's Will Smith getting Jiggy With It 97. Yep. Oh, when he turned his blazer inside out on Fresh Prince. That, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> And it was also uh, in just randomly introduced by Wally, uh, Wally. with the horrible new theme song to e- equally horrible theme song for an equally horrible logo for an equally horrible show. Yeah, you screwed up the name though, man. What what did I is it, was as it not Wally is Wale. it Wally? Wally the Wazoo. We Wazoo. Ridiculous. The Wazoo. Now, speaking of Redonculus, 
There is one thing and one thing only I know about Raw. This is literally the only thing I heard about was the shoot fight between Nia Jax and Charlotte Flair. What? The- oh, yeah, get her down. <laughs> yeah. I'll say this right now. I did not watch Raw. My ass fell asleep. Nuh-uh. I couldn't even. I put on Raw, went right to sleep. No joke, no lie. That is the only thing I know about Raw as well, because I didn't even want to sit through it. I read the results. I saw Karrion Cross looking stupid, and he beat Humberto Carrillo. I saw a lot of bullshittery on that show, and a lot of stuff where Rated RKO fought, age, uh, fought uh, MVP and Bobby Lashley for the tag titles. There was um, Drew McIntyre, Damian Priest, and... Oh, God, who's the other one? Drew McIntyre, Damian Priest. Miss? Oh, and... I- no, Drew McIntyre, Damian Priest. Oh, this is bad. No, uh, Seamus for the, the triple threat. That I did watch back because I heard that was good. And that was actually the only good thing on the show. So I went back and watched the Charlotte Nia Jax thing because everybody was talking about the shoot. Yeah. So they got lost during the match. And they just started smacking each other, potatoing each other. Nia did a back suplex where she just dropped Charlotte right on the back of her head. And it was just, it was ugly. And then Nia won with a chokeslam. So what pissed me off about this is, because it came out, Vince McMahon was extremely angry and ripping up shit before Raw, like he <laughs> yes. hasn't done this before. You have Alexa Bliss come out on Raw last week and just saying, Lily and I say hello, right? So you're thinking, okay, we're going to get something new. I'm tired of seeing Charlotte versus Rhea and Nikki Ash because Rhea and Nikki Ash are now a tag team. And we're going to get Charlotte and Alexa Bliss. Oh, no. We saw Rhea beat Shayna. And Nia comes out and beats Rain after the match like she's going to do to Charlotte later on. Then Nia beats Charlotte. So I'm like, did they? Because Alexa wasn't even on the show. Did they just, but she was backstage. Did they just drop this Charlotte and Alexa feud so we could get Charlotte and Nia at Extreme Rules? Because this is the only direction I'm thinking that we're going to continue with is we're going to get Charlotte and Nia at Extreme Rules. And I don't want to see that. Apparently so. Apparently Vince was the loudest and angriest he's ever been. At a raw creative meeting and was just ripping up scripts and yelling at people right before the show. Just get uh, the fuck just get the fuck out. Which is, which is why I go to the hot fuzz reference. Maybe it's time to give it up, sir. Yep. Maybe. Oh. Well, yeah, he's that just was losing good. his fucking mind. I mean that, that's not surprising, but he's losing his fucking mind. Here's what we're doing. We're reaping all the benefits is what we're doing. Wedding singer style. <laughs> Uh, I, I, how long can he hold on? I That was the only thing noteworthy of Raw is everybody talking about that Charlotte Nia Jax match. There was really nothing on that show that was that really stood out. It was another hour of three-hour bore. It wasn't I, even three hours. It was three-hour bore. That's I, what it was. <laughs> I just hear all these repetitive stories about Vince, you know, and all this crazy behavior, and I just keep thinking of s- sooner or later, somebody in a white coat, He's going to come to Vince and say, just come and look at the flowers. Mm-hmm. Just come with me. It's nice over here. Come on. Uh, so, yeah, that, that back suplex was ugly. Was. Um, and I, I really don't understand how it happened because it was literally just like Nia just fa- said, fuck it, and dropped her. Like, exactly it, it, was, it wasn't like an accident. It was just like she literally picked her up and dropped her. How the hell does that happen? That's exactly what happened. There was something that got lost in translation. They both were smacking each other. She dropped her on the head, and then it continued normally. And I'm like, okay, well, that was a weird sequence. We're just going to, like, you know what? We're just going to fucking powder each other because we don't know what the fuck we're doing. And then we're going to we'll figure it out on the way. That's what they did. They channeled their inner Lizzie McGuire. We'll figure it out on the way. And that's what they did. And then it still absolutely sucked. Um, the pie facing you probably could have excused as being at work. Yes. But... It's when they start going to try and pick each other up, and obviously neither one is selling 
that you kind of make it obvious. Sandbagging, man. It's like Bronx Hardcore Holly back in 02, Sandbag City. <laughs> you just legit punched me in the face. You think I'm going to let you pick me up for a Samoan drop? Right. <laughs> right. Dude, she almost killed Rhea Ripley on the Samoan drop, too. I watched that back because uh, she did it after the bout with Rhea and Shanna, right? Oh, mm. she almost killed Rhea Ripley. I don't want to say take Naya away either, but we've been. It, this feels like a broken record too. We've been saying it for years. She keeps hurting people. I'm sorry, but that if you watch that match, that was not Charlotte's fault. That was called Naya punched her yeah. right in the fucking face, and they didn't know what the hell to do. Then they just powder. But that was all Naya Jax. That was not Charlotte's fault at all. No, it, it's she's a common denominator. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I feel like a broken record saying it. But she hurt Kyrie too, man. She hurt Kyrie. Yeah, she twice. hurt Beck twice. It's like when there's enough is enough, but we're not gonna because you know she's the Rock's cousin. We gotta push her, damn it. And that makes no sense either because Nia and Shayna have been kind of having this back and forth of will we split up? Will we not split up? Oh, if we work together, we're a well-oiled machine. Oh, I hate you this week. Why don't you pay attention? Oh, but if we do it like this, we'll be better this week. What? Just break them the fuck up already. <laughs> Uh, I believe I saw a factoid this week about Shayna Baszler that she has lost via roll-up 11 times this year. As the proverbial fruit roll-up, as one uh, BC Amplified has called it on YouTube, the old mm. fruit roll-up. If she keeps keep, keep uh, getting beat by a roll-up, she may as well just go after a 24-7 title at this rate, because that's the most dangerous move in wrestling. Hey, it, it's John <laughs> Cena first came in in 2002. He was the roll-up king. All he did was win by roll-up. That that's how ninety percent of the twenty four seven title changes happen by roll up. It's it's lethal. You get rolled well, up. You can roll the, a motherfucker up. The dumb thing that they did this week is what they're doing is just having Reggie uh, Tazawa and r Truth just doing the dumb shit in the park. Kadir uh, Tazawa was just like a dog this week, like a dog in the park. <laughs> And they were chasing Reggie up the friggin' tower, whatever it was. And it's just Reggie doing the flips and escaping. That's all they're doing. R-Truth and Akira says, oh, we're going to scheme to uh, get the 24-7 title away from Reggie, and Reggie's going to flip. That's all this is. That's all we're doing now with the 24-7 title. Reggie's going to flip. <clears throat> oh, my God. Well, the problem is, I told you why they're pushing him, is because he's the fucking the TikTok views. He's got all these TikTok views. Yeah, fine, but dress, dressing up as a dog? Our truth dressed up as like a, oh, our Tazaba was a dog, dog. And the worst thing is, this is like the future of NXT now. That is going to be the future of NXT. Somebody's going to dress like a dog. Uh, who writes this shit? Bruce Pritchard and Vince McMahon. Who's going to write for NXT now? Bruce Pritchard and Vince McMahon. Oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. Just kiss it all goodbye, man. Just kiss, kiss yeah, it all goodbye. We, we we're already arranging a funeral for NXT. This is why we can't have nice things. We literally cannot have nice things in WWE. SmackDown yeah. is by far their pro. Well, I mean, you did have NXT. It's the most entertaining product now, but yes. uh, it's still not great. It's better than Raw. I could take watching two hours of SmackDown over watching Raw. Yeah. Uh, horrible. Horrible. Okay, let's get into some positivity. Uh, last week, we announced the first two matches in the promo bowl. The first you will see next week is former co-host Chad Malcolm versus Ryan Sutcliffe. The following week on September 16th, it's Daniel Crimmins versus the Kingpin. Now, for the remaining matches. Also, 
on September 16th. It is Moneymaker Chris Durham versus El Jefe Moses Marquez. You're finally getting that match with CD. No, 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 no. Hold on. Hold on. No, CD finally getting that match with me. That's what it is. <laughs> it's very appropriate. Welcome to the spotlight, youngster. Hope you're ready. You've, uh, you've been calling him out for a few weeks. It's very appropriate. Well, he did Look, answer. Okay. Well, I, I know Mike Mike wants to go at it because <laughs> he did that interview. Great interview, by the way. Super, like, intriguing. Uh, I, let, me, let me set the record straight. I ain't got no beef with you, okay? If I have a beef with you, CD... I take it to your house and we grill it in front of your face. Okay, that's how I'm. That's the type of guy I am. But when you go around parading yourself as the top promo and you've done little nothing, somebody's got to put you in your place. AKA, you're looking at the guy putting you in your place. So now's your chance for a spotlight moment. You won promo bowl last year. That's fantastic. You have the biggest obstacle this freaking program has ever seen in front of you. Mm. We both won Promo you, Bowl last year. There you go. I say promo. There was a lot. But how many? Only like three people normally win. That's great. So you were a part of three a group. Good for you. I'm not banging on what you've done. Can you get the job done now? Everybody wants to live in the past. Live in the past. Live in the past. Hey, in the past, I was the first two-time promo champion. All right. In the past, I was king of the mic. In the past, 2020 was the year of King Mo. That's the, that's just in the past, though. But in the present, in the right now, you fucking around and you going up against the Rock of a. Or, uh, I was about to say of AEW, of uh, <laughs> fucking Max Wrestling. I, I think Kenny Omega is the Rock of AEW. Yeah. Or m- maybe Punk now would. I was going to say more, more punk because <laughs> I swear every time I – I don't know. Maybe it's just the the, the facial hair. I, I see uh, Kenny and I think Hunter. But yeah. ever since last night with the new blackened hair, I'm just like you and, – and I love the and I love the internet nerds that do it. Oh, Kenny looks like a Disney you know villain. He totally does. And you know what? I don't know anybody else that can pull that fucking look off. Maybe okay. it's supposed to be like a video game villain. We know Kenny's a big gamer. In the big time. I mean – Trust me, I'm trying to look up like any video game. Who looks like this guy? It's probably some very obscure Japanese video game. It probably has to be. It has to be. <laughs> um, okay, on September 23rd, Evolution is fucking beautiful, bruh. Because it's Chris Maldonado versus The Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Uh, first time ever, I believe. And also, on September 23rd, the longest reigning promo champion in Max history, the Demoness, has a date with... Eh, well, I'll let these guys explain. By the king of Max Wrestling, Travis the Walker Anderson, we're here today to talk promo bowl and talk about all the participants involved. And I believe that, Mr. Anderson, you have a contract in hand. Yeah, if you want to pass that over. Thank you. So, it is official. The last member of the promo bowl has signed on the dotted line, and the name does read Anderson. Pass it over to you. Anderson. 
before we get to the Anderson name, Chad, you are in this promo bowl. You're making your promo bowl, promo in general debut. I am. And you're facing (laughs) one half of Ryan Squared, Mr. Sutcliffe, that made an excellent debut in King of the Mike. Now, as you can tell, you can see how far he got. Then we have Daniel fucking Crimmins. Daniel Crimmins that can't get a damn win to save his damn life. And he has to go against, in round one, against RWT Kingpin, Emir Blackbane Costello. The last time Emir and Daniel Crimmins faced each other, Emir beat him without opening his damn mouth. Then you have Chris Maldonado. That man, I can't say shit about him. But his opponent, the Phoenix, former promo champion, former world champion. Well, look what happened. I got the promo championship. You got the world championship. And he is not getting the promo bowl championship. And he will not face me in the finals. Then we got CD. Mr. Christopher Durham, whatever. I don't give a damn what his name is. But he faces my boy, Moses Marquez. That's going to be a fight. And I'm looking forward to that. But then, at the very end of the first round, we have the Demoness. And as you just said, the final participant has signed on the dotted line. And that name does read Anderson, but not this Anderson. Nikola, you face a different Anderson, an Anderson that has never been seen before. You call yourself the queen of Max Wrestling. Well, there's a king. And when there's a king, there's always a queen right on his shoulder. And that's where you face the new queen of Max Wrestling, my wife, Amber Anderson. Queen Iris, if you will. And you will face her in the first round. Good luck to all of you in the promo bowl. Whether it's the kingpin that will be beaten down to just pin because I'm the only king around. Whether it's my best friend, Moses Marquez, whether it's my own goddamn lawyer, Chad, or whether it's my wife. It doesn't matter. I will take you all on at the same time in a fatal four-way, and I will still come out king. I will still come out promo champion. And as CD likes to say, you can bank on that. So, the name does say Anderson, however, the name is Amber Anderson, the Iris debuts to take on the Demoness, and joining us now is Mr. Anderson, Anderson, the promo champion, Travis Walker Anderson, welcome back, after after that mic drop. Oh, man, I'll tell you what, it was so fun trying to talk my wife into doing this. (laughs) 
Was it the, <laughs> the one condition of her joining was she wanted to face the demoness? It had to be the demoness. That's bravery. Had. Oh, yeah. yeah I was uh, telling my daughter about it, and I told her that, you know, Amber decided to do it, but she has to face the demoness, and even my daughter looked at her and was like, I'm sorry, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> the kid gets it. The kid gets it. Yeah, there's there's oh, veterans yeah. in the promo order who don't want to face the demoness. <laughs> I heard that. Uh, okay, well, also, <clears throat> uh, after a week break on October 7th, you, the people, get to choose two eliminated participants to re-enter the tournament for a second chance match. So the promo bowl kicks off next week, and we are so ready. Looking good. It's the Ultimate Finesse, your girl's favorite wrestler, and you are watching Max Wrestling Podcast. And now, we're going to take it to the Max! Hey, this is Tommy Dreamer. Hey, this is the charismatic enigma, Jeff Hardy. This is the voice of Killer Cross. Hey, everybody, it's the interview queen, Alicia Atute here, and you are currently listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is AJ Kirsch, and you're listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. This is the CEO of Shane Taylor Promotions and Ring of Honor superstar Shane Taylor, and you are listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. Hey, yo, what up? It's Darby Allen, and you're listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Madhouse. Welcome to the Madhouse. Giving you all your wrestling information to the extreme. And right about now, we're about to take it to the max. It's time to take it to the max. It's time to take it to the max. It's time to take it to the max. And we're about to take it to the max. Time for all out predictions. Uh. There is 10 matches. Uh, I also have to be in work next morning, so I think what I'm going to do is sleep in the evening and stay up all night. Because I ain't missing CM Punk's return to the ring. Um, now I'm a little bit confused with the Women's Battle Royale. Because it's on the pre-show now, right? Oh, no, it's on the main mm. card. It's on the main but have they already yeah, taken the it? Huh? Because... Yeah, they got- and Pac got uh, bumped, right? Or did they postpone that? I have no idea. Yeah, uh, uh, Pac. He, yeah, uh, actually, he yeah. couldn't make. He can't make it. Okay. So, but it is rumored that uh, Andrade is going to get another match on the. Yeah, mystery opponent, quote unquote. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Say no more. Oh, jeez, we already got ten matches. Like, it's like rumored to be Malachi Black. I think. Yeah, I can't believe Black no, isn't already Black. on the card. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. There's another match that they announced. It's Orange Cassidy, Chuck Taylor, and Jurassic Express against the Hardy family offices. Yeah, that's yeah we got a 10-man tag. Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. So either somebody has tried to edit Wikipedia or they've already pre-taped the Women's Battle Royale, but I'm looking at the results. So maybe we'll just skip that match on the predictions. Yeah, I don't know. That's weird. I don't. I don't know how they could pre-tape it, though. Because if it's on the main okay. card, surely it's live. So what I'm getting on my end, looking at the old Wikipedia, there's just uh, there's no winner. There's just the people that are announced, and there's two more women that are TBD. Okay, let me refresh the page. Yeah, somebody tried to edit it. <laughs> you fuckers. 
Um, but I like the sound of it. So the edit I saw was Hikaru Shida won by eliminating the bunny. That'd be interesting, but I don't think they'll do that. Nah, somebody, somebody is a big Shida fan by the sounds of things. Okay then. Now didn't didn't she win a previous one though? Shida, yeah. Um, I think that's when she beat uh, Nyla. Or went on to beat Nyla. Mm-hmm. I think that's right. All right, then. Let's uh, go through the card, then. On the buy-in, as Mike just said, we have a 10-man tag now. Orange Cassidy, Chucky T, Wheeler Yuda, and Jurassic Express versus a HFO. Matt Hardy, Private Party, uh, TH2. Fuck Matt Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm going with the faces. Look, anytime Wheeler Yuta's uh, in a team, I expect him to take the fall. However, <laughs> uh, as I just stated in very few seconds ago, uh, fact, Matt Hardy. So, uh, yeah, I don't want him to win shit. Um, and, yo, hey, those people out there that keep saying my man Wheeler Yuta is that superhuman fucker. Like, come on. Hey. Come on, give my guy some goddamn credit over here, okay? Wheeler Yuta can actually work. He's not just diving on microwaves like a jackass. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that, that's uh, two for Team Jungle. There you go. Team Jungie. Uh, make it three. All right. And Mike? Not HFO. I will go Orange Cassidy. Yeah, <laughs> give me, give me the Jungle Boys. Yeah, give me the Jungle Boys. I, dude, I, I just... I. Matt Hardy's run in AEW has been nothing but the drizzling shits, and I do not like this whole Hardy family offices. I, I just it doesn't do anything for me, so I, I'm gonna go with uh, Orange Cassidy and all them. Team Orange Cassidy because it's entertaining as fuck. Yeah, um, it really hasn't done much for Private Party. Other than oh, they had a couple of matches on Impact. Okay, yeah, but nice. did they win anything? <laughs> all right then, uh, the Casino Battle Royale. For a women's world title shot. So let's go through the names. We have. <clears throat> Nyla Rose. Thunder Rosa. The Bunny. Big Swole. Julia Hart. Ty Conti. Diamante. Penelope Ford. Red Velvet. Hikaru Shida. Emi Sakura. Jade Cargill. Kiara Hogan. Abaddon. Layla Hirsch. Keelan King. Rebel. Jamie Hayter. Anna Jay. And two TBDs. One of which is now, probably going to be Ruby Riot. Now, how interesting would it be because he was teasing it? How funny would it be if AJ Lee actually competes in this thing? <sighs> I know it's an out there thought, but I'm just saying because CM Punk has teased his lovely wife. Yeah. Uh, where has where he teased AJ? Well, a lot of people were asking if she was going to come to AEW as well, and he pretty much just shot it all down and said, no, her neck's fucked. Not going to happen. Yeah. That's what I've been saying. It's like him shutting it down, not teasing it. Okay. I might have just read that into the <laughs> I just remember some with AJ Lee, so yeah, I'll take the fault on that one. Uh, he, he gave a shout-out last week saying, yeah, that was good. I love you, April, and that's about it, the extent oh. of it. Yeah, he renamed right. her. <laughs> I just thought that was weird because didn't when she last wrestled in WWE in, what, 2015, didn't she have like a back problem? I think uh, there was – her spine, her neck. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And it's still bad. That's why they're like, no, it's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. Like, 
they're not going to take the risk. Okay, good. But it, but then again, it could all be his word. Yeah, I mean, look at Edge. It, but it could. Well, if it's Ruby Soho, I think she's Ruby Soho yeah, now, so. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, her her friggin' promos, her hype videos, the one where she's in the car listening to the Riot Squad theme and then just boom. She's been great. And that's the thing that a lot of people don't even realize. When she was Heidi Lovelace and now we actually get to see her be her, that's going to be great. So, I mean, if she's in this, I don't think she's going to win, but I'll, so I'll start this. Kylan King is on AEW Dark a lot. Uh, I don't see it being Jamie Hayter. That's too soon. Rebel, no. Anna J, no. Red Velvet, for the love of God, no. After she freaking landed <laughs> first on a standard moonsault. Honey, you needed to move over a little bit and not get dropped on your face here, your grill, if you will. Oh, but yeah, no, if I was to pick anyone out of here, and this is just me, I'm going to go with Thunder Rosa because I want to see Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker rekindle that feud that I love so much. So I'm just going to go with the Thunder Rosa on this one. That would be good. Um, I'm going with my gut and yes. saying Jade Car Crash. No. Mm-hmm. I don't want her to win, but I expect she would. Yeah, one of those weirdo kind of things. I dig it. Uh, now, there is somebody else's wife that's been teased like a son of a bitch. I, if, now, if she shows up, I want her to wrestle. <laughs> I don't want her to wrestle, but... Uh, oh, I know. Fucking mean. Lana. Yeah. No. Or CJ Parker. Perry. You know, oh, she's his, his she's gonna be waiting in the hotel room, wife and all that fun shit that he likes to brag about. So I keep hearing about her. Um, I've heard nothing though, as far as like contract wise. And trust me, I've been trying to listen about anybody coming in, anybody. I've heard nothing, but uh, you got to throw that out there. I love the Thunder Rosa thing. I'm kind of with Mike on this one. I, I I really want to see them go at it again, but check it out. If they're going to do that, Thunder Rosa needs to win. And you ain't taking the belt off Brit no time soon. So I can, I'll can i put that one on the back burner, and I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Mrs. Jungie, Ana J. <laughs> Jungle Girl. There you go, Jungle Girl. I like it. Uh, so I'm going to go TBD. I know there's mm-hmm. two of them. Yeah. And here I'm going to, that's the easy way you out. You piece of shit. Well, well, my, <laughs> my thing is this, I have a feeling I know who those two TBDs are going to be. The first one, of course, Ruby, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I don't think she'll win either way. I think it's going to be one of the two TBDs. But how interesting would it be if that second TBD is Deanna Perrazzo? Hmm. Ooh, hey, okay. hey. That would be very cool. She I comes like in, takes out everybody, and then they get that match between Deanna and Britt. The, the other name I was suspecting, because she seems to be teasing finally returning to the ring, is Tessa Blanchard. Uh, isn't she like... Uh, Weren't they ruining, uh, rumoring her? Excuse me for NXT. Well, NXT's gone yeah, to hell now, so who knows what the hell's happening with that? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah right. We'll rule that out then. Oh. Hell in a handbasket, bub. With flowers on it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, there's there's a couple of possibilities. Uh, Tony Khan has promised a couple of surprises. Obviously, two of them are going to be in that battle royal. Um, so I'm going to go to Moses first for this one because it's likely to be a Haas fight. John Moxley versus Satoshi Kojima. 
Oh, Coach. My man, Coach, coming out here. Didn't we talk about Coach when he came into Impact and I was like, Coach, you out here just to do a job? Yeah. He's out here just to get his ass kicked against Mox. And that's perfectly fine. That is perfectly fine. The reality of the matter was is it was supposed to be Hiroshi Tanahashi due to everything that's going on in Japan right now and the fact that they're trying to have, I'm thinking, have him give the belt up to Kota. He can't do it right now. And supposedly, quote-unquote, the only name that they got back was Koji. I was being told that they were also looking at Ishii as a, as a backup but I guess Ishii's either heading to the UK or he's stuck in LA. One of the two. So that's out. I don't hate Coach, you know, former IWGP heavyweight champion. He is kind of just a guy now, but they're going to get probably 15, 16 minutes. They're going to go out there and beat the crap out of each other. They're going to have a New Japan match on an AEW pay-per-view. Moxley's going to look good. And... There you go. Hopefully, hopefully, though, um, this little interaction sparks somebody coming over to start some bullshit. You know, whether it be G.O.D., you know, like Tomatongo Tongalo, whether it be one of them fuckers coming out, whether it be an Ishii, a Jay White, you know, the possibilities are endless. There are still a lot of guys in the States, you know what I mean, since New Japan Strong is doing that tour all over the place. So I, I say Mox wins. I think it's a given. But uh, don't be surprised if some other huge New Japan name shows up out there. And I mean huge. Yeah, well, um, Gorilla of Destiny have teased quite a lot about working with AEW. Oh, yeah, big time. There's a lot of guys that have been. You know, Will Ospreay was one. Uh, Tanahashi was one. Ishii. Mm. Uh, Jay White. God, I love JY. That guy's such a pricky asshole, but he's great. <laughs> All right, so who are you going with for the match? Moxley. Mox. Uh, Sorry, can... Coach. Yeah, it it like you said, it just seems to be like a great match for Mox to have um, against a veteran to make him look good. So yeah, Mox. Uh, Mike. I'm just waiting for them to bring in Onita to freaking face Moxley or bring in Onita to come in freaking. You know what? I keep hearing that that's a, that that they've talked to Onita about coming in. Problem is, is if you know Mox, if they're gonna do something to the standard of Onita, it needs to be to that standard and no bullshit. And and after last time, I don't know how much patience he has with this. You know, Tony Khan was willing to go out of his way and book it. But then they got the fucking acne crew to build the fucking bomb, and well, we already know how that goes. <laughs> this is just a special attraction match, so I am going to go with John Moxley over Satoshi Kojima. Yeah, full house, Travis. Yep. Yeah. All I know is that since Koji's in the states, there better be a badass fucking uh, uh, goddamn what's the name of the fucking uh, talking shop. There better be some talking shop. <laughs> Uh, all right, one we can probably gloss over: Paul White versus QT Marshall. Blech. <laughs> I say Paul White wins. Obviously, um, it's going to lead probably to Anthony Agogo returning, and maybe quote unquote knocking out Paul White. You know, playing the whole Floyd Mayweather nonsensory. Yeah, and of course, Big Show at one point did use a punch as a finishing move. 
that too. Oh, by the way, Jr. Brother, love you to death. Why'd you call him Big Show last night? And why? 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 His why, mind guy? is back in WWE. That's why. <laughs> That's why. I, I fucking love Jr. But it's like, dude, like you're you're giving these marks ammo. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's like, we can't keep defending you all the fucking time, man. At some point, it's like, you just need to be the that interview guy, you know, being the great interview guy that he is. You know, whether it be in-ring, backstage, what have you. I just, color commentary can't be this thing for much longer. I mean, I, I just did the same thing, but people on the internet aren't going to jump on and say, he <laughs> called him Big Show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're not going to chew our ass, but the guy who's unfortunately well older, old enough to be our dad, if not some grandpa, mm-hmm. you know, the guy's fucking gone through cerebral palsy. He had to go through his wife dying. He's been through 30 plus years, I think, no, actually 40 plus years, I think, of professional wrestling. So, yeah, I'm going to make some shit the fuck up. Like, cut me a goddamn break. Nope. Nope. Not going to do it. I'm going to ream the fuck out of you. That's, that's, that's how some of these people are. Any excuse to jump on AEW. Uh, Travis. I hate it just to hate it. Um, honestly, I think I might go. Uh, I think I'll go QT. Do you think QT is going to win with via chicanery? Well, he does have a lot of people thing, in his corner. Yeah, I mean, it just kind of. He's going against like a giant. Show. Yeah, but he's. Way outnumbered. And then on top of that with, you know, the gun club turning on him yesterday. Oh, wow. like, who the hell does he got? Billy Gunn turns heel in 2021. <laughs> <laughs> the time machine, they took the DeLorean back to 2001, and they remembered that brief time when Billy Gunn and the Big Show were known as the gun show. Yeah. Turn the story live and say, hey, they got history. Turn him heel. That's what we got. Bullshit. Oh shit! His ass, man. Yeah, that was bad. That was just so bad. And then the fact that he's like standing there, like a giant version of Seth Rollins. I'm like, okay, we get it. <laughs> and his two kids are like, "Fuck, what are we supposed to do?" And I'm like looking at him. I'm like, "Are you really gonna tell your big ass dad what to do?" I'm like, I'm not telling him shit. Didn't J- oh, didn't Jr. say something like, "Look at his two asshole sons just standing there." Yeah. No, <laughs> They didn't know that he called them scumbags, and I'm like, they didn't do anything. They fucking stood there. Are you going to be not intimidated by this gigantic man of their dad? Like, I'm not fucking yelling at him. They're scumbags by association. Do you not remember his coaching days in NXT when he would just fucking rip people apart? Oh yeah. Fuck, I'm not going to tell this guy shit. Billy Stiff. Oh god, didn't he friggin' rig uh, the dude from Tough Enough? What was his name? Uh... Oh my god! Now, the guy start with the Z. The one that oh, the Z. I know exactly yeah, what you're talking about. I, I can't remember his name either. Yeah, yeah, the you. fucking weirdo dude who would wrestle alligators. Yeah, <laughs> Thank you. There goes Easy. He fucking ripped him a new one. He's all you're gonna get. Oh, yeah, I remember the whole thing. Well, no, yeah, he, that's that's my whole thing. I look at him and I'm like, are you? I'm, you're not gonna tell him shit. Mm-hmm. Well, that was the problem too, because he was like, he was entertaining and he could talk. But he couldn't wrestle, and his cardio was horrible, and he refused to get into shape. And I don't blame him for rimming him and a new asshole, you know? Oh, yeah, I know. That, that's part of the business. Either you get with the program or you get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. That was the one, the Yeti one, right? Fucking uh, yeah, I was going to yeah. say that Tough Enough sucked, and I remember the Yeti. When he was like, oh, I'm the yeah. Yeti. Okay, you need, you need to come up with a new gimmick. God, okay, okay. I'll come up with a new gimmick. He, but I'm the Yeti. <laughs> he got heat, though, man. He got heat because he's like, I'm not jobbing to the social outcast. And, I'm, and everybody's like, motherfucker, what? And then Cody cut a promo on him, and he pissed off everybody. <laughs> what an absolute dingus. Dumbass. Oh, my God. I almost forgot about the Yeti. That's how much I like. I was like, I hated that guy. It wasn't, you know, it was. Who did he remind me of? He reminded me of like, uh, like Stifler. I was like, this is like Stifler if he wanted to come wrestle. I am the Yeti. And I'm like, oh, fucking shit. Well, hey, that season gave us Chelsea Green in the Velveteen Dream. So there you go. And neither one of them guys is with the company. Right. <laughs> yeah. He, he literally was Stifler with a beard and long hair. Right. <laughs> <laughs> God damn, Steffi. Actually, let me see. If I can... Actually, I'm thinking there's a video <laughs> with him and Billy Gunn. Now you mention it, there is. I'm telling you, <laughs> there's multiple. There's oh, multiple. yep, yep, there is. Yeah, he just rips that. Rips his poor guy a new one, and I get it. I get it. Yeah, you know I mean, not everybody can show up. You know. Talk to talk and half-ass walk to walk and just be a fucking star. Like you got to put in the work too, pal. Poor Jason Jordan. Fucking, <laughs> 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 okay, I, I think I might have been anxious with the power bomb. Yeah, no shit, asshole. You want to come out here like fucking Psycho Sid at the fucking jump? Oh my god. Green. Totally of, what's so wrong with having a power bomb as your finish? What the fuck? <laughs> Nothing, but when you of that Yeti. You green as goose shit. Instead of that Yeti call, that Yeti call we got uh, Luke Harper going, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> got arrested. Oh, fucking hell. Green as goose shit. So what's your finisher going to be? I'm going to powerbomb a motherfucker. No. <laughs> no, you're not. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Um, have we done all that match, everybody? I haven't given... Mike, who are you yeah, going with? Okay. He's going with the Yeti. <laughs> 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 so, okay, so QT Marshall is with the former Mr. Bailey and Beard Envy. So we got that, and uh, yeah, the, the heel turn of the freak beast. I am not going with QT Marshall. I'm just going to say Paul White because, you know, Captain Athena shows no mercy. And also just because. Just because it's his return to pay per view and return to the ring. Paul White. He needs to fucking show up in that goddamn single and quit fucking around. Mm hmm. <laughs> 
Alright, you know what, all the matches seem to be in the order that they're going to be on the show, I like it. So, Miro will be defending the TNT title against Eddie Kingston. Mm. Golly, uh, I fucking, this is one of those This ones. is where Lana's going to show up. <laughs> you shut the fuck up. She She's waiting <laughs> in the hotel room, waiting for Miro to come and lay down for her. As, I've as been he said saying... in his promo. I've been saying that if, uh, if if Lana shows up, it means that Miro loses. Because how uh, that's the whole thing. He is champion. It pleases his wife. Now, what happens when he's not champion? Does God punish him? Does she punish him because she is God or whatever? You know, God's favorite champion or whatever the fuck. I just, I feel like this is one of those things where it's like, he loses, that's where his wife shows up. He's got to redeem his wife, you know? And because that's what he lives for, his wife, that and God, apparently. Uh, and then I look at Kingston and I'm like, this guy could totally use a giant win. It's not like he's, you know, in obscurity land. It's not like he's, you know, uh, uh, you know, fucking dying over here. He's just it's he could use a big win. A title win, though, is... You know what I mean? And it's one of those things where you go back and forth with it, and I'm stuck. I'm really stuck. Like, I, oh my God. Yeah. I would love to see Eddie Kingston win, but I still think it's kind of too soon for Miro to lose. That's where I'm at as well. And I don't want to see Lana yet. Because I guess <laughs> that, that is where I'm sticking with this storyline. When he loses, Lana shows up. Or C.J. Parker, whatever the fuck bitch's name is. C.J. Perry. C.J. Perry Parker. No, whatever. That's fucking Baywatch. C.J. Parker is uh, Juice. Yep. Oh, oh, Juice. Okay, well, then bring Juice in. I don't give a shit. I can roll the motherfucker Uh, up. Hey, Hey, roll the motherfucker up. I love it. (laughs) Oh, okay. Um, I'm only doing this because I don't want to see Lana. And so Miro will win. That's the only reason... I just don't want to see her yet. If I want to see Lana, I'll open up TikTok. Hey, fucking A-right, pal. <laughs> fucking A-right. Uh, Mike, who you got for this one? Oh, come on. I mean, I, I love Eddie Kingston. I've seen him at many indie shows, and he's one of my absolute favorites. That exploder suplex he hit on him was absolutely awesome, by the way. But God dang, man, it's going to be a good match. It's going to tell a great story, but it's too soon for Miro to lose the title. Got to go with Miro. I'll be your hero. Ride the Miro Express. Boom. Miro Express, like it. Mm-hmm. Travis? Oh, damn it. I think I'll go Miro also. Yeah, I think that's going to be a full house. Like I said, I'd love for Kingston to win it, but it seems too soon for Miro. Kingston and Marks, I still think, should be tag team champions. Oh, yeah. I'm with that one. I mean, it looks like, the, it looks like it's going to be uh, maybe a title change, but... Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, well... God, they would have been a great tag team champion. Yeah, they were, they were a hot tag team. I, I, I don't know. Uh, plus, they were f- entertaining as hell in segments together. Oh, yeah, big time. Uh, well, let's go to the tag team titles next time because it's going to be a steel cage match between the Young Bucks and Lucha Bros. Mm-hmm. They, they kind of gave the end in a way on Dynamite last night when you right at the start of the show you can see the cage hanging above the ring. Why is there a cage above the ring? Because obviously they're going to bring it down for some shenanigans. That's right. Yeah, we got to plant that seed. 
And, um, and if it goes the way of pro wrestling, then it just this just reeks of brand new tag champs. It reeks. Oh. Now, I, I okay, was. I was I, hold let, on. Let me go ahead. Let Let me say this. I'm going to go ahead and say I'm going Lucha Bros. Okay. See, I'm glad that you said that because that's Talk. what I'm. Oh, See, Pac ain't going to be there, but Andrade will be. What if Andrade comes out, interferes in the match, and helps Lucha get the win? Because for weeks now, they've been pulling this, oh, the transportation thing isn't happening. You know, like he keeps showing up late here, showing up late there, and now he's having to miss all out completely. And they could turn that and use it in that storyline with the Lucha Bros. And then they'll continue it over on Rampage because Andrade helped them. Now they have to fight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Does that make sense? Also, um, Bucks have been champions now for 10 months. Yeah, that too. They've had it long enough. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to see a, a super... Mexican stable led by Andrade. That'd be cool. I'm about it. I was I was talking to some um, some not so uh, hardcores, if you will, but big time wrestling fans, and uh, their immediate thing brought up was, "How in the hell are you going to have tag team champions that don't speak English?" Well, they have the translator, Alex, and that's what I said. I was like, "What about that Alex guy? That guy's fucking dude." That guy is a ball of energy times ten. Yeah, don't don't forget about Alex Abrahanahanahanahanahanahanahanahanahanahanahanahanahanahanahanahanahanahanahanahanahanahanahanahanahanahanahanahanahanahanahanahanahanahanahanahanahanahanahanahanahanahanahanahanahanahanahanahanah
Williams. <laughs> Fucking. All right then. Uh, women's world title. Britt Baker. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, defending against Chris Statlander. We've already pretty much said they ain't taking that belt off Britt anytime soon, but I know Chris is Mike's girl, so I'll go to Mike first. Dude, creative pro, Long Island. I love me some Chris Statlander, but I'm going to say this right now. She's injury prone. I don't want to see that girl get hurt. Mm. It reminds me of Tegan Knox in WWE. Every time this girl is getting that big push, she gets hurt. But for me, we've seen this before. I don't recall if it was on an actual AEW pay-per-view or it might have been on a Dynamite. I can't recall, but I know they've wrestled each other before. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Britt Baker for the W. They, they've definitely been in a tag team match because that's where Britt got injured. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, that where she got injured. Okay, but yeah, I, I got to go Dr. Britt Baker on this. It's uh, too early for her to lose. And uh, Chris Statlander, it's not the time for the alien. So let's see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Like like we already said, they ain't, they ain't taking that belt off Baker anytime soon. I also love how she teased a huge announcement, and it was just that she re-signed her new contract. She's the best. <laughs> the fucking best. Uh, There's no, there is not a woman that can hold a candle to her right now no. in pro wrestling. There's not, there is not a one. Deanna is the closest. But I haven't heard Deanna cut fucking promos like Brit, so wait till we get there, and then we'll see how that one goes. Yeah, oh yeah, Brit, Brit is miles ahead on the mic. Oh yeah. I blame her, I blame her boyfriend for that one. <laughs> Britt Baker, baby. Speaking of her boyfriend. Yeah, he's a free agent. Officially. How, you know what? I would say give the giant fuck you to NXT and do the stupid, hey, I'm in the crowd bullshit. <laughs> you know what? I like your. I would love it if we could see that meeting with Vince and it was like, well, you know, I actually am, I am thinking of resigning for a million dollars. Okay, well, wait till you see what we're going to do to NXT. Eh, fuck that. Mm-hmm. Well, like I said, I, I do know that his whole, the whole idea for Adam Cole, if he decided to stay, was an immediate main roster push, some bullshit with yeah. the IC and 24-7 championship and all this. And I was like, dude, if that doesn't make you want to run in horror, I don't know what the fuck that will, you know what I mean? I mean, I look at it from a stance, too. Let me just comment on the whole thing with the IC title stuff. If he was on SmackDown, I could see one or two things. Like, I mean, there looks like they're going towards the direction of Roman and Finn. I would love to see him screw Finn Balor because he could put that whole rivalry he could feud with Finn. I mean, I see title is technically not bad. I'd love to see him and Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh, yeah. Sign you know, me up for that one. Baker could have teased it even more by saying Adam Cole's old theme song, I got something for you. I've got something for you. Still one of my favorite ROH themes. Yeah, she she uh, used, used it at baby. All In, didn't she? At the at All In, the the prelude to AEW. I'm sure Britt Baker Perhaps. used it as her entrance music. Mm-hmm. Uh, all In seems like a lifetime ago. Right. Look at it now. <laughs> um, Travis, well, we had, what was it? you going Steve with Baker Mill was there, and uh, uh, Matt Cross was there, and. Yeah, it felt Nick Aldis. It, it felt like the original One Night Stand. Hey, speaking of Nick Aldis, I know I just said that. Oh yeah, Trevor Murdoch. Congratulations. All right. Which I called what months means- ago when they first fought, but 
I'll take it. That guy, that guy can. Uh, what, what, what did Jim Cornette say that got him in trouble? That he can fucking uh, he can ride through Africa with a pizza on his back or some bullshit like that. Okay, I gotta say this just because I'm so glad you brought that up. To anybody that is hating on the fact that Trevor Murdoch finally won the big one, I'm going Brett gonna... Baker. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, my fault. Okay, all right, my apologies. All right, now let me rant for a minute. Sorry, Travis. Okay, so to anybody out there that is freaking tell that are just going at Trevor Murdoch and for him and the whole he won the big one. Oh well, he should just retire. Shut the fuck up, okay? Trevor Murdoch went from freaking being singing to friends in low places, the Jeremiah freaking holiday and TNA. The man has put in work, trained by Harley Race. He did it for Harley. Shut the fuck up about him winning the title. It was a great moment, and he was one of the right people to beat Nick Aldis. They had this feud going. So fuck right off with your Trevor Murdoch hate. I popped. I, I'm assuming those people only remember Trevor Murdoch as the guy the from Lance Raw in 2003. Yes, the Landscape's tag team partner. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he ended uh, Nick Aldis's reign of 1,043 days. Yeah, so fuck right off with that Trevor Murdoch shit, okay? The Nick Aldis was the champ for friggin' a lifetime, so really, come on now. People. Oh, wow. You know, only one person has held the title in double figures since 2012, Adam Pearce, and that being Cody Rhodes. <laughs> 50 days. I will say there was a plus, though, out of the NWA 73 pay-per-view. Did you guys watch the whole thing yet? No, I just saw the result. Okay. So there is a plus. We are gonna. Looks like we're gonna get Deanna and Mickey James for the knockouts title at Bound for Glory. Oh yes, I I saw a clip of that on. Uh, was it? Well, I saw the conversation they had on Impact. Yes, but on the AWA, she attacked her, gave her the old Gotch style pile driver there, almost like the cradle pile driver that Jerry Lynn uses. Oh, nice. it looks to be Deanna and Mickey James, and she fought Kylie Ray, ruthless. Whoa, man, and NWA. Uh huh. It was good. It's good. So then, and also- bound for glory. I want to see Deanna and uh, Britt Baker. Sign me up, non-title. You're- okay, we have... Hey, by the way, any of you guys see this video of Tony Khan going bananas at the end yes. of fucking Dynamite last night? <laughs> oh. I'm like, what in the fuck are you mad about? He looks like he's screaming and yelling at Kenny and the Bucks. Like, you sons of bitches. Can't we get- went over two minutes. Kenny stole his key for the cage. That's what it was. He's like, no, I can't even get in. <laughs> going out over Giannis. I did see that. Like the freaking Giannis. Yeah. Uh, Everybody's a big fanboy for Giannis. Also, Kenny Omega's new catchphrase is "Hey." If you go, Thanks. if you go back and watch the final segment on Dynamite last night, it was just "Hey, hey, hey." <laughs> I'm gonna have to do this now. <laughs> I think you learned that from Don Callis when he was freaking having a heart attack over freaking Don Owen, Vince McMahon. I was like, all right, Don. <laughs> Take your blood pressure. Uh, okay, we still got four matches left. So Chris Jericho putting his career on the line against MJF. Uh, you ready for the shocker MJ of the world? Oh, you took my shocker of the world, you piece of shit. <laughs> I love Chris Jericho. I, 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 the, the guy won the undisputed title in my hometown, for fuck's sake. In the fucking San Diego Sports Arena. It's been a long, great career. I think me and you were talking about this last week, Daz. Or no, we mm-hmm. were talking about the punk match more than anything. Yeah. And, but this one, 
This is one of those ones where it's, you know, MJF can lose. And it doesn't matter. You know, hey, Chris Jericho got his comeuppance and da-da-da-da-da. And we continue on the path of whatever. But Chris, I think, knows when to fold him. And I think he's like, what a better way to make this guy an even bigger star than he's already been than he's going to be the guy that ends Chris Jericho. Does it suck? Yeah. Is it kind of like, you know, like a, like a gut punch a little bit? Yeah, in a way. But this is how you build stars. You don't have these stars from that were in their prime 20-plus years ago, you know, beating the crap out of every young up-and-comer there is. This is in WWE. So he understands that, you know, maybe this is this is the one. This is that one where it's, I go in there, we both look awesome, and then at the end of it, I lose. This guy brags for weeks on end that he ended Chris Jericho. And then he's a common caller. He's, he's the new commentary guy pushing JR over. I like that. And then at the same time, you don't. It doesn't look bad the opposite direction. MJF finally losing to Jericho doesn't look so bad. It took your old ass four tries to beat me. You can spin it a hundred ways. So it's... it's uh, it's in, it's 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 it's, it's uh, enraging, it, but but Jericho, thank you for all you've done. Let's just go with that. So yeah, MJF. Okay, and it sounds like Travis agrees. Yeah, he fucking yelled like an asshole, <laughs> <laughs> ruining me. Ruining. Hey, I had to get in my prediction first. You act like we were just going to pass by you like you're some kind of piece of shit. (laughs) Okay, Mike. Uh, I was going to say Jericho because I think he's still going to wrestle, but I think it makes more sense. By the way, I'm just going to say this right now. I think this feud has kind of run its course. And the only reason I say that is because we went from blood and guts to everything that they've done. And then I think it should have ended when he finally beat him in the final labor. But I'm like, all right, we're going to do a career thing. So, all right, more Jericho and MJF. But if I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna be honest, uh, I'm going to say MJF as well because, like Mo said, so uh, eloquently there. God dang, man, if he ends the career of Chris Jericho, Chris Jericho can just go back on commentary there on Rampage with Mark Henry, Excalibur, and the whole nine there with Taz. So, I mean, it, it would only make sense for MJF to get that big coup to end the career of Chris Jericho. So I will go with the salt of the earth, MJF. This has been going a lot longer than just blood and guts. Oh, this has been a few, the almost the entire time Dynamite's been going. Yeah, just about, yeah. Yeah, just all the way back to when he was uh, trying to join the inner circle. Yeah, true that. All right, then I will be the black sheep in this situation. And go Jericho? Yeah, I don't think we've seen the last of him. Plus, like like we said, MJF's beaten him every time so far. All right, you know what? Pinnacle, <laughs> you know what? Pinnacle won Blood and Guts. MJF won the fifth Labor of Jericho. Um, and also... Little little red herring. CM Punk, when he debuted, said he's got some unfinished business with some people in the back. Jericho could easily be one of them. They got a great history. Yep. Oh, yeah, the best in the world versus the best at this whatever the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know what? You you swayed me. Go, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I think this one is the toughest one to call. Because hey. Moses made a great point. It would be huge for MJF's career as the ultimate heel if he retired Chris Jericho. 
Um, but I just don't think we've seen the end of Jericho yet. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go with you then. <laughs> you slayed me, Jericho. Judas effect. One, two, three. Is that what you're saying, Des? Yeah, that would make sense, seeing as he couldn't use it in the labors of Jericho. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be one of the longest matches of the night. Oh yeah. And Jericho may still get his ass kicked and then go on tour with Fozzie for a little bit and then come back, but I don't think he's retiring anytime soon. Yeah, they're going to be. They're Fozzie's in Charlotte uh, October 3rd. <laughs> I think it was the flatbread zombie Teddy P I was talking to about this and uh, I think he was saying if they go anything shorter than 25 minutes it's a disappointment. Mm-hmm. And I'm like Jesus 25 minutes he's like I was going to say 30. I'm like, that, that <laughs> sounds like goddamn Teddy. <laughs> there is a couple of milestones coming up I mean Jericho turns 51 this November. Um, Jesus. Next month will will be twenty one years since his debut. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, a month today, October second. And the Jericho Cruise is coming back again, right? Yeah. I wonder how that's going to work out. There's supposedly going to be a tape. There's supposed to be a dynamite while the cruise is happening. However, there is no plan to shoot a dynamite on the cruise. Okay. <laughs> wonder how that's. I know that's the thing. I don't know how this is going to work. I don't know if that means that they're going to be like parked on the island and do a show on the island, or oh, with the crews cool in the too. background, right? That'd be hilarious. <laughs> I yeah. mean, that, they did that the beginning of the year last year. I thought, I thought Jericho Cruise episode was great. Oh no, it was. Except for mine, 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 mine is yeah, minus that random fucking ship, <laughs> just all hanging out like, what the fuck? Look at this ship. <laughs> and that was that infamous uh, Britt Baker promo where they got she got cut off. Yeah, and now, but look at her now. Yep. Yeah, I know, right? All right, two matches to go. Um, yeah, they, they've got to end with Punk, surely. So, Kenny Omega defending the world title against Christian Cage. Obviously, Christian's already won the Impact title, so personally, I don't see another title change. Let me go on. Go on, Mike. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm just going to say it. How could you devalue? They've so much devalued the Impact World Title. Christian's like, well, I won the Impact World Title, but I don't know if I can beat you for the AEW Title. <laughs> Christian, okay, what do you think about the 2006 run? I'm talking about NWA World Championship. He beat Jeff Jarrett. The crowd went nuts. You were part of TNA's lineage in Total Nonstop Action Wrestling, Impact Wrestling's lineage. You're going against Ace Austin. You're taking on Brian Myers, and you beat Kenny Omega. So what makes you think that you can't beat Kenny Omega again? Anyway, they devalued the title. It pissed me off. So in this particular segment, I'm going to go Kenny Omega wins. I hear the battle cry, one-winged angel. Then afterwards, we get the stare down. He makes his debut, Brian Danielson. It's the American Dragon. It's the final countdown. It's Europe. Omega and Danielson for the future. I'm going Kenny Omega. And also, he retired the best-looking CNA belt. Yes, yes, he did. All right, that's two for Omega, and I love the call of Brian Danielson debuting and confronting Omega at the end. Makes sense. Want to know what makes more sense, though? Go yeah, ahead. Email. The fact that uh, my man, who's got the match? Who's got a rando? Uh, they just they just added a match with him against a mystery opponent. Andrade. Andrade. Now, hey, guess what? I fucking love the idea of it being Alistair. You know what I mean? Hey, let's you know throw a little WWE action at you. But this is what they could have did. Now, fuck that. There's only one guy showing up 
to beat the crap out of Andrade, and it's going to be that American Dragon, Brian Danielson. That's just my take. I don't think anybody's coming out at the end of this. I think if anything is going to happen, it's going to be a stare down between Punk and and Omega. Now, because of that, I think that Punk and uh, and Darby are going to go on as the co-main, and they're going to actually do the title at the end because, you know, Tony Khan, tape trader, stickler for the old ways, you end a show with a title match. That's how you fucking do it. So I could totally see that happening. Um, Omega has to win. There's no way Christian wins this thing, okay? It's just the backlash we would get if Christian Cage won the AEW World Championship. It would officially be all wrestling, all was it, all ex-WWE at this point. I'm not going to go that far. Christian Cage made his name. Yes, Edge and Christian was giant, but again, as as you guys love to point out, because again, I was a dude that only heard about his TNA run. Apparently, he was damn good in TNA. Apparently, he was damn good in Ring of Honor. He had a da- he had a damn good indie run. Well, and so, you know, when you make your name outside of the spectrum, I don't well, call you a WWE guy, but he's as WWE as they come. Well, Mo, he did also wrestle as Christian Cage before he was ever in the WWF. That was his independent name, well, and he did. Go. And he did wrestle in Ring of Honor. He wrestled Daniel Brian Danielson, and him and uh, Cole Cabana took on mm-hmm. Brian Danielson. Boom, boom, yeah, boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Danielson, and I believe it was Adam. Pier- no, it was Christopher Daniels. Christopher Daniels and Brian da- uh, Brian Brian Danielson against uh, Christian and Cole Cabana, and he wrestled boom, one. Boom, boom. Mm-hmm. He wrestled one singles <laughs> match against. <laughs> Daniel. So yeah, that was when TNA and ROH were, ringing, were working together. Well, there you go. But, but but my whole thing is is he is looked at in that uh, that eyeglass, if you will, of the WWE guy. I still think Punk's going to end up champion, and I don't want the fucking WWE backlash fuckers. Oh, it's Punk. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's but it's Punk. But it but it's the guy that WWE hated. Like, that's the thing. Like, this isn't, Punk's not your average, you know, slack jaw. I worked for the big company. Now I guess you can label me the WWE guy. No, he was beyond making his name for himself prior to getting to that company. He got into that company as the fucking black sheep, became the voice of the voiceless, remaining the black sheep. They decided to ride his black sheep coattails for as long as they fucking could. Wanted to have him put over Hunter or whatever the fuck. And nope, now he's out. So. It has to be Omega, and it has to be Punk. It has to be. It's the only uh, way this can go. Nope. If you say something uh, different, I'll Travis, I swear to God, I swear <laughs> to God, I'll go out there and I'll get a gator. <laughs> you think you was afraid of a hurricane, boy, I tell you what. Now, I, I, I would love to see CM Punk and Kenny Omega one day. But not for the title so soon. I want to see at the end of All Out, Kenny Omega defeat Christian Cage and then MJF come out and confront Omega. That's just too, it's too (laughs) heel versus heel (laughs) dynamic. Well, that's why, again, that's that's why I go with the the punk. That's why I go with punk. Because that way you set up the ultimate babyface win, and then guess who comes in? This prick fuck. Who is going to go toe-to-toe 
with the best Mike guy that we haven't heard in seven years against the best Mike guy who's not even 25 fucking years old. But I just really want to see a feud between CM Punk and MJF. Could you imagine those two on the damn? That's what I'm saying. It they that 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 feud will happen as MJF chases the belt. That's how that's going to happen, and it will happen mad soon. I'm almost positive if Punk wins, MJF is his first challenger. Almost positive. Who else could you have it? Unless you wanted to allow him to go to AEW and be that guy, the the Moxley now. You know, if Punk is the new Mox, goes to Japan, does some work out there, I can see that. But other than that, the honest-to-God first name on that Punk championship reign list has to be MJF. Now, if that means Punk loses in his first defense, so fucking be it. But that has to be it. You have the ultimate babyface against the ultimate heel. You, th- th- There's no better dynamic than that. There's none. I don't right. know wrestle anybody that thinks different. So, Travis, you saying Omega? Yep. Yeah. And obviously Moses is saying Punk for Punk versus Allen. We 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 talked about how booked into a corner this was last week. How it it it's kind of bad for whoever loses, but Punk can't lose in Chicago in his first match back. I think that's the thing that we've come to that conclusion. Like I said, we, we, you and me, we can go back and forth on the time limit draw, on the this, on the that, on the that, of the this. But you got to think about the big picture. And that big picture is this guy is your ratings mule. He's all over your your intros, your little promo packages on the uh, on your ads, if you will. On he's all over your commercials, the whole nine. Make him your champion. Make them the center of your program to the fullest. That way, when they tune in, they're not just tuning in for CM Punk. They're tuning in for CM Punk, the AEW World Champion. It, it, it just that little bit of extra, a little bit of extra. Mike, sorry, Darb, you're the man, but sometimes the man's got to put over the man. Stick it to the man. Oh yeah, stick it to the man, Mike. Uh, I did. I forgot what site it was, and obviously, you know all these sites. There was a rumor that Darby Allen was going to win because Punk was going to put over the young talent, and you know that it's not all about him. Which I mean, that, that I can see that being a CM Punk. Again, move. I like that too. That doesn't suck. It does. It really doesn't. But I also look at it from a stance too. You're in Chicago. He hasn't wrestled in seven years. I know somebody made a joke of you know when the last time and he was he was in Chicago, he got his ass whooped in the MMA bout. That was yeah. I, I laughed. But yeah, it's it's CM Punk. It's Chicago. It's his seven-year return to the ring. Let's see how he does. I'm gonna go Punk GTS. Oh, how sweet was it seeing that GTS last night too? Oh my god! I was like, oh cool, we get to see him do like a wrestling move. Look, like he's gonna hit a DDT or something, and he lifts him up. I'm like, oh, here we go. Plus, CM Punk in the same ring as Sting. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a great moment! Great moment. Even Sting was, like, popping out the fact. He's just like, you know, I never thought this would happen. He's like, I never <laughs> thought our paths would cross. 
And now he's gonna he's gonna fist bump Darby and he's gonna go hang out in the back. I wish he would have said I'm gonna go hang in the rafters. Like, come on, <laughs> tell me you're gonna hang in the rafters. I know you're full of shit, but come on. Um, Travis, what do you say, Punk? Uh, I really want to, but there's a part of me that just wants to say Darby Allen. Like, I am so torn on this because I'm trying to think of it from a creative standpoint. And from a creative standpoint, it would be more logical for Darby Allen to go over. But it's fucking CM Punk. Yeah, big picture. Right? Yeah, the, the total dilemma of it all. Yeah. So it, it's just stupid to not have CM Punk. Like, I, I got to go with CM Punk. Yeah, you see, the argument is there, but it's just one of those ones where it's the other. It, it's one of those, you know, it's a fifty-fifty chance, but that fifty doesn't look like that fifty-fifty. Don't look like fifty-fifty. Looks like seventy-five, twenty-five. Yeah. And hey, well, it looks fifty-fifty, but I, I'm gonna go. I'm, it could go fifty-fifty. I don't know. AEW loves to surprise, so it could go either way, but. For the simple fact that we are here today predicting a match with CM Punk, gotta go CM Punk. Just to say we did. You know what? That's why I'm. We've but, never predicted a match, a CM Punk match on Max before because he left WWE that, before we began. That's what I'm talking about. That's exactly what I'm talking about. So, CM Punk's first match, let's go CM Punk. Do it for Max Punk. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Take it to the max and GTS the fuck out of Darby Allen. <laughs> but not too much because we do actually like him. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's all out. All done. Um, there is one all other return um, advertised this week, and that's Braun Strowman. I don't know where the hell is going to happen. Or it's a cinematic yeah. match between Braun and uh, EC3. I could see him going Impact, man. And I mean, uh, there's been talks that Bray Wyatt might go to Impact, which I'm going to say that would not be terrible. No. And Buddy Murphy. Yep, Buddy Murphy. Yeah, he uh, broke free of the chains. Mm-hmm. Oh. But yeah, Braun and EC3 should be very interesting when that happens later in the year. I actually did see that cover art. Yeah. It looks awesome. I would like to think that they financed it themselves. And just shot a cinematic match and just uploaded themselves. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's doing the damn thing, man. Good for him. You know what I'm saying? From where he was in the WWE and just not giving a fuck with that facial expression with the cup, just eh, oh, yeah, I'm here, motherfucker. And now he's just doing his thing. They, they, I don't know if anybody's. I mean, I'm not super following Impact like that, but I do like to follow EC3. He's a guy that I I, I grew to I grew to like. Uh, Hell of a bodybuilding career already for a guy that came from like pro wrestling to I'm going to get into full blown hardcore bodybuilding. Fucking what a transformation! Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, this guy's leaned the fuck up, <laughs> and he was jacked. Yeah. Okay, so jacked meets lean meets holy fuck. Like I was watching his, I think he's got videos of his uh, most recent competition. And you can just see a dude in the background, like, "Why the fuck am I here? Look at this guy!" And I'm looking at him, and I'm dying. Oh, I was dying. I was like, "Up, oh, yep, that's the envy right there." But that's envy. Yeah, EC three is shredded. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, trouble, 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 trouble. Uh, the guy's shredded, and he'll turn around and eat a fucking giant bowl of ice cream like nobody's business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, good times. Now, um, before we go anywhere... We said it was mic drop Thursday. Now you know the Iris will debut against the Demoness, but there's one more mic to drop. Two things don't sit right with me. One, the fact that Robert Davis, one of the most brilliant and creative people I've ever known, walked off into the sunset without a proper goodbye. Left the order without a proper goodbye. Two, the fact that Robert Davis, one of the most brilliant and creative people I've ever known, never won a tournament or the promo championship. And you absolutely should have. There's no justice in that. After everything you've done in a promo order, before it was even an order, when it was just a bunch of people in a tournament, you've been killing it since day one. And I can't let you walk off into the sunset without a proper goodbye. Don't worry. I'm not going to ask you to come back. If you want to call it quits and hang it up, that's fine. But if you're going to go, I want you to go in style. So, after being inspired by last week, by Cypher's farewell and your surprise appearance, at the aptly named Promo Series 6 Justice Day I invite you for one last ride with the ship So there you have it. Will we see Robert Davis's last ride at Promo Series? Only time will tell. But nonetheless, Promo Series 6 Justice Day is November 18th. No championship is safe. It's the third anniversary of the Promo Championship. It's the first time the world title has been defended at Promo Series. And it's also the debut of Ring of Games. Four people will clash in a series of new trivia challenges to determine the number one contender for the Phoenix's Knowledge Championship. Moses Marquez is set to challenge the world champion, but who will it be? Daniel Crimmins and Chad Malcolm face off in a trivia battle next week for the world title, and of course the winner will defend against Moses at Promo Series. And the three Promo Bowl champions will all be gunning for Travis DeWalker Anderson in a fatal four-way for the Promo Championship. One of them could even be his wife now. Oh yeah. 
We will find out as the promo ball kicks off next week. It all goes down November 18th, and of course, the Ring of Games kicks us off on November 16th on the promo series pre-launch show. Uh, go to maxrassin.net slash promo series 6 for more information. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Grab some free ice cream on me on the way out. This is the Max Rassing Podcast. Remember to like and follow Max Rassing on Facebook. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us at Max Rassing UK on Twitter, Instagram, and good old TikTok, where we don't really post anymore. But still, also go check us out at maxrassing.net. Follow us on social media at the Captain 512 at MCL92, and at SMRPodNet, and it's been a while since I've said this, and at Walker underscore TA92. Before we tap out and bid you would you, that rhymes, remember, Twitch makes Vince's dick itch. Everyone on Anchor thinks he's a wanker, and everyone on TikTok thinks he's a cock, including Moses Marquez. That's right, Vince can suck a fat one. <laughs> That's right, I said to his face and curse um, everything, oh my god, there's so much going on It's ridiculous um, Four days away Four days away from September the 6th The return The return of Retro Rewind That's coming back hard as a mug uh, Bolt Rant's coming out with some stuff We have my reactions To the 53 man roster My projected um, Depth chart And uh, I think we're going to Turn around and wait for the following week To do the um, like preview for week one other than that uh for you fantasy nerds out there the whole like i was supposed to do the entire fantasy podcasting that fucking fell through (laughs) you know how people are in the lack of commitment it is what it is so if you want fantasy information and that includes dfs aka you know if you want to go making some money betting on apps like DraftKings and uh fanduel you got to listen to bolt rant there's going to be a, fa- a little fantasy thing at the end of every episode of Bolt Rant. So if you want to help win some DFS money, come see your boy. Nice. That's it. It's funny because in the UK we have a furniture store called DFS and they have a sale on all the time. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and Mike, who you been talking to apart from Chris? First- well, we got exciting news, man. There's going to be another Beyond the Max coming up, and we are going to have on Rain Cruz, the winner of the WWE TikTok announcing competition. She oh, is she was talk good. About I yes, liked her. She is, she's going to talk about announcing Big E, Big E, Big E, Can't You See, versus Baron Corbin on the kickoff show for SummerSlam. <clears throat> oh, it's going to be a fun conversation. Then the second part is I will say this. Guys, I've been a complete and utter dickhead lately, and I will absolutely admit that. I take full responsibility. That's me every day. (laughs) (laughs) Misplaced anger and just a lot of bad stuff. And to that, to everybody, I sincerely apologize, which actually brings me to the exciting news, because if it wasn't for the support for Dazzy, for Mo, for Trav, for DC, Amir, for Robert Davis, Nico, the whole nine of my whole podcast and promo family, I can officially announce that October 31st, 2021, all Hallows Eve, I've been wanting to do this for two years. I will be re-announcing for LFC on the 3D Halloween show, and it's going to be an amazing time. So if you're thank in you. the Las- thank you. So if you're in the Las Vegas area, come on down and say hello to the LFC girls, to myself, to the whole entire LFC personnel, because we are going to rock it on All Hallows Eve. So stay tuned for that. And you know, man, stevenmikeshow.com, laundryfc.com. It is where it is at. It is the Max Wrestling Podcast. That is where it's at. We take it to the max. I ain't got no earwax. That's all I got to say. <laughs> That's sweet from one ring announcer to another. 
when when they announced that TikTok thing at SummerSlam, I thought, oh man, this is gonna suck. It's just like freaking what's it called, tout. But no, she was great. She was amazing. I really can't wait to see what Rain Cruz does, man. She's a, she's a sweetheart. I look forward to it, and I hope you guys enjoy the conversation when that comes out. Absolutely, and congratulations again. And join us next week. For, I, I know I said this last week, I got my dates mixed up. For the opening day of the 2021 Promo Bowl, we now know it'll be kicked off by Chad versus Ryan, former Bowl Predictions co-hosts, plus Chad will be defending the World Championship against Daniel Crimmins. This was episode 338. We will catch your ass down the open road, and that's the bottom line. Goodbye, and good night. Go fuck yourself, Joe Rogan. Glad to be back in my place. CDM coming to snatch the shit off your face. Bye. <laughs>